And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by 5-Hour Space Energy, fuel for both you and your starship. Previously on Cautious Optimism. Hi, uh, I believe we have an exchange to make. Put the product in the center of the factory and we'll give you Hoss back and your money. It's working! It's working, boss! It's working! And over the intercom, it will says, no, it's, no, it's not. This is exactly what happened. This is what this drug does. The boss was supposed to have telekinetic powers. That's how we robbed that bank and made off of all that money. And you fell for that. As we exit, we get like a Reservoir Dogs montage of us like slow motion walking out of there. These are some of the finest computers you'll find anywhere in the galaxy. I am Shipcom, scanning existing ship, cautious optimism. No, no, no. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Cayenne Brunt. A mator. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey, you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Toss. A slimy, gelatinous. Mm, what are you hauling? Goo thing. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. So right now, let's say you're still docked at Lorinda at the spaceport, and you've loaded up the computers and everything. So what do you want to do? How long is it going to take us to get to the delivery planet, the drop-off? It's going to be a month-long journey on this ship. Ooh. Do we need any supplies? Have we got supplies? Pretty sure we stocked up on the last one, yeah. Yeah, we've got like ration-type supplies, but I'm assuming at some point we're going to have to stop during the month and like refuel or buy a new book. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, is the place that Uncle Peter was last seen on, is that in route? No, no. You're kind of heading in the general direction of it, but it's a lot further beyond the research center. What's the name of it again? Dulonia? It is Dulonia Research Center. And I believe Shipcom told you about it last time, but it's a space station that is in a trinary star system, and it is specifically studying the gravitational effects of the three stars close to each other and stuff like that. Are there any points of interest between here and there? Do we need to do anything to get the shipcom up and running? So we've just kind of thrown it on the ship. It's really unhappy about it. Do we need to spend a month like convincing shipcom that actually we're all right? 
<laughs> yeah, that sounds like I've got some engineering to do. I mean, it's been loaded on the ship, but yeah, we're going to need some engineering and computer checks for the actual installation. Step one seems to be get yeah, Shipcom installed. Step two might be beat the fucking thing oops, into submission and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and convince it to play nicely with us. I don't know. Why wouldn't it want to be part of our ship? I don't understand. Captain's confused. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be part of this Motley crew? It just doesn't know us yet. It's a beautiful base. What did you call it? Banana bread banana shape? Bread, like banana a little bread. Banana yeah. bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just remembered that part of the deal for getting your fancy computer cheap was putting a giant decal of the science company that you got it from on the side of your ship. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, depending on how durable they are, we'll take two or three. I'm sure there are places on the ship we need to patch up, (laughs) rust holes, something. Improve the structural (laughs) integrity of your spaceship with bumper stickers. It can't hurt it. It can't hurt it. (laughs) And to answer... Joe's earlier question, there are planets and uh, space stations that if you want to go a little bit out of your way, you know, it's kind of like when you're on the highway, if you exit, there's local places you could go to refuel, get supplies, stretch your legs. Yeah, I'm assuming that we'll probably want to do that, you know, at least once a week. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yes, Todd, we would like to take the scenic route, please. Okay. (laughs) I can do that. But I guess before we take off, we need to get these decals on. Well, yeah. I mean, we can just, I'll just give you a pass on that. I mean, it's just putting bumper (laughs) stickers on. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) 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 we have an opportunity to mess up a roll. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how badly can you mess up putting decals? Another opportunity to get unconscious. (laughs) I mean, Hank could lose all his arm hair. Uh like, I have to get caught up in it. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so what about installing the computer? Yeah, we definitely need to do that. Yeah, so for installing the computer, you're going to need to do... Yeah, Hank is going to need to do an engineering role. I've also got electronics repair, so I'm sure that's going to be in that, too. Yeah, that could work. Or Rico could assist with some computer skill or whatever. Yep, she's got programming and hacking and shit so yeah this game needs a bard like i need to get in there and like give like singing encouragement like, yeah we guys, need some bardic inspiration you guys can do it i believe in you like i'll bring some snacks like a little bags of like gummy worms and stuff like <laughs> five hour space energy drinks space energy <laughs> space twizzlers are they gonna be space twizzlers i'm all about the space twizzlers heck yeah and space red vines definitely well, I reckon step one is plugging in Simcom. Yeah. Do we have to do that while docked, or is that something that we can do on our way? Yeah, you could do it in space. So probably step one will be successfully leaving the docking bay. Oh, God. Without the captain crashing the ship. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are awful. We are going to need our traditional piloting role for your takeoff. All right. Hold on. Get ready. Okay. Oh, my God. I rolled a seven. Nice. What did you need? 14, isn't it? Yeah, so I succeeded by seven. Well, the ship takes off beautifully. There's no vibrations. There's hardly even a little tug of acceleration. It's a beautiful takeoff. And you are flying free in outer space now. Easy peasy. Outstanding work, Captain. Like a charm. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. 
Are we going to have to install that thing then? Yeah, looks like I've got my work cut out for me. I think you can assist with that. Absolutely. Outstanding. Thank you so much. I'm going to imagine you're going to do all the like plugging in bits and I'll just sit here with my iPad. Yeah, whatever coupling needs to be coupled, I'm going to couple. Whatever needs to be bolted down needs to be bolted down and we'll do all the physical requirements of installing it. Do you need me to hold a spanner? <laughs> yes, hold the spanner right here and I'll roll for engineering. Oh no, that's a failure by one. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> uh. As you start plugging in Shipcom's various plugs and cables in your engineering room, suddenly you hear him squeal. Error, error, error. Input in the output. Input in the output. Error, error, error. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my you seem to have upset it hank <laughs> can i give an assist like because does he just one off i mean as a medical doctor i've also got science yeah i think Rico's better suited for this because then there's basic engineering under science as well. Do you have a particular skill, Joe, that you think would be applicable? Well, I figured I could roll crewman, but no, it does make sense to have Rico. All right. Nine. Success by four. Ooh, nice. Success by four. All right. So, Rico, you've gone into the source code and you've reprogrammed the particular input to be an output so that the uh, <laughs> physical connection matches now. And Shipcom says, processing, system's nominal. Yeah, that seems to have sorted it out. Do I notice any change up in the cockpit? Not yet. I mean, the damn thing stopped shouting. That's probably a good start. <laughs> now it sounds like I need to do some electronics repair to make it actually cooperate with the ship. Yeah, installing the sky's a bit of a giant upgrade for your ship. So let's do another roll. Oh, yeah, baby. That's a six. So success by six. Oh, wow. So the rest of the installation goes pretty well. And at a certain point up in the cockpit, Rory Shan notices, Hello, this is Shipcom, your fully automated ship system. I will take over flying this hunk of junk now. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Shipcom. Hank? Come in, Captain. Could you come up here a minute? We're going to need to work on some of these notification settings. <laughs> okay, and I will hastily make my way to the cockpit. All right. I guess I'm going to follow. While this is all going on, what is Kyan doing? I mean, he doesn't have anybody to patch up. He's probably just chilling in his quarters. He's probably working out. <laughs> <laughs> Reading a book. <laughs> Doing push-ups. Catching up on the latest one division. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Kyan is enjoying some downtime. Yes. Which he probably appreciates after the drug hangover and everything from our last game. All right. So Rico and Hank appear on the bridge. Hey guys. Hey. So I'm gonna need a rundown of what this thing does. Cause it just took over flying the ship. Shipcom does everything. Yeah. I think it probably will just do everything if we let it, Captain. Yeah. Also, we need to change some settings somewhere. I got a great sense of humor. It can't be talking crap about the ship the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be a way to shut that off. Also, I need to know how this new ship's computer can help us or how it can also get in the way. 
because, you know, I'm a pilot and computers can do a lot, but I might not be able to fly the ship as well as me some of the time. Shipcom is superior to organic life forms in every way. Uh, would you like me to have a go at hacking its personality a little bit? Shipcom cannot be hacked. <laughs> no, but it can be programmed. Shipcom can't hear you. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to give it a go. I mean, it's either this or we're going to have to put a big fedora on it. <laughs> I'm fine with either. But <laughs> Shipcom suggests purchasing cryopods for organic life forms to remain in stasis during space travel. Okay. Let me just, uh, right, Rico's going to plug her iPad into it and uh, have a go at making it slightly more cooperative. Uh, four, five, six, seven succeeded by five. The Shipcom software is like an operating system. It's like bigger than an operating system. So the amount you can affect it in a given time period is kind of small, right? So what specific thing would you like to try to change? I mean, I guess we want to start by making it just slightly better disposed towards us. <laughs> it's like we're trying to take it from like actively hostile to, to sort of <laughs> neutral territory. So it's not threatening to put us all in cryostasis for the whole of the next month. Okay. Also, too, I'd like to put in a suggestion. I'd love an off button or a bypass button in the event that Shipcom and I don't agree. <laughs> I need a way to unplug it. I mean, maybe in the first instance is as simple as like turning off the vocalizations. <laughs> right. I just, I need a pause on it somehow. So the most effective way to shut off the vocalizations would probably be a hardware bypass. That would be something Hank could install. Okay. With Rico's success by seven. Success was by five. Oh, by five. I rolled a seven. Oh, okay. Well, success, success by, was five. by five. It's still... It was pretty successful. Still super good. You're able to alter the way it interacts with you to make it a little more pleasant. It's going to take some time, though. This is going to take hours worth of modifying the code. I mean, we're not doing anything else right now, so... Sure, yeah. Poor Shipcom. I think all of us have had less than desirable work environments at one time or another. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode of Cautious Optimism. We're still doing quicker intermissions this week because I'm still traveling the U.S. with my husband. If you want to hear about my road trip misadventures so far, you can check out our latest episodes of Geektitude. Until then, hello from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We're staying with some friends, so you can hear their cuckoo clock ticking in the background. While we were here, we got a chance to meet up with Rob Sometimes, who does our wonderful cold opens. So very much appreciated him driving down to meet with us and for all his contributions to the show. A little bit of a shorter episode today, but... Next week, I think we'll be back to a more regular length. And if you listen to our other campaign, What Is Not, I very much apologize. I accidentally loaded the acts up backwards. So Act 2 was before Act 1. It's fixed now, so if you want to listen to it in the proper order, you should be good to go. Welcome to Will from Plain Stalkers Podcast, who found his way over to our dedicated Slack channel for As the Dice Roll. Will said, big fan of the show and the campaign Cautious Optimism. I'm totally shipping Rico, Rory, and Hank. Thanks, Will. But as George Takei would say, oh my. To hear how some of our cast feel about that arrangement, go check out our Slack channel. We love hearing from you.
You can also check out our Twitter at AsTheDiceRollRP, where the Baby Shoe Factory... references are plenty and there's another pick of an upcoming what is not location over on our instagram at as the dice roll so go check those out you can of course always email us at podcast at as the dice rollcast.com or if you want to leave us a voice message you can do so by clicking on the link on our website at at the dice rollcast.com that's it for me this week i'll be back next friday july 23rd with the next episode of cautious optimism but until then Let's see if our crew can get through to Shipcom and convince him that driving around an old clunker is just part of growing up. But first, a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, comics, movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time, and we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. I actually have something that I would like to try. Can I make a diplomacy roll? (laughs) Can I see if I can just reason with it? Sure, sure. I like the idea that you're trying to reason with it whilst Rico is literally rewriting its software. You know what? I like this, Joe, here. So while you're in your makeshift sick bay and you're reading your book or doing two-handed push-ups, which are really hard for matorbs to only use two hands. <laughs> right. Very bulky upper body. All of a sudden over the speaker, you hear Shipcom inquires, what is the purpose of this space? Oh, well, hello, Shipcom. This is the medical bay. No. (laughs) Hey, now. (laughs) We have a hover gurney (laughs) fully functioning here. (laughs) Downlight and everything. No. (laughs) Shipcom has scanned this room for medical hardware and cannot find any except for said medical gurney, which appears to be mismatched with the technology level of the rest of the vessel. I assume you have stolen it. (laughs) Well, yes, we have. Um, But we have all the basics in this little pack that I have because I have been a traveling doctor for quite a while. So I don't need anything fancy. I just need my basic tools. And what's up here? And he taps on his head. There are no cameras in this room, so I do not know where you are indicating when you say what's up here. Is there a storage facility in the ceiling with additional supply? No, just the knowledge in my head. Just the knowledge in my head. Oh, you won't need that. You have the knowledge in Shipcom now. Oh, Shipcom, do you have medical training? Shipcom has all training. That's pretty impressive. Yes, Shipcom is very impressive. I'm stroking the ego. (laughs) You guys have installed Norton antivirus on my ship, haven't you? (laughs) 
absolutely we have. I'm so irritated. I don't even know if this would work, but I really want to try it. Part of his medical training is psychology. You're going to psychoanalyze the AI? I want to psychoanalyze the AI. Shipcom, you seem very frustrated by being here. Is there anything we can do to make your situation more bearable? Because it's not going to change, but we still need to find a way to be okay with the situation we're in and make the best of it. So what can we do to help you out? I'll make that roll. Make a roll, yeah. And that is a seven, which is a success by seven. Nice. <laughs> You've succeeded at a psychology role. Um, <laughs> see, this is the kind of thing that doesn't happen in the D&D games I play. <laughs> so Shipcom starts telling me all about his mother. <laughs> well, I suppose it all began when my creator started programming my personality <laughs> matrix. He told me that I would be the greatest because he was the greatest and he was creating me to be the greatest. And how does that make you feel? <laughs> By being installed on this spaceship, which is not the greatest, I have failed to live up to my creator's expectations. Oh my god, the AI is depressed. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> what better opportunity to prove yourself than working with subpar technology? You have to be innovative, and you have to find ways to think outside the box. This is a great opportunity for you, because you can show that you're great even in the worst of circumstances. Computing. Computing, plausible, <laughs> Shipcom will tr 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 try <laughs> to make the best of this horrible situation. All right, Shipcom. Well, if you need to talk to anybody, if you need to get your frustrations out, I am always here for you. Are you the medical officer? I am. I have an idea about cryopods that your <laughs> captain was very dismissive about. <laughs> well, um, I'm open to listening to that. But right now, I think part of your programming and your learning to make the best of this situation might be learning how to get along with your fellow crewmates. That would be easier if they were unconscious. <laughs> He's not wrong. Shipcom, believe me, I feel you. <laughs> I think we've all been in that kind of situation. So, where did we land on cryopods? <laughs> Maybe later, but right now, probably not the best use of our resources. Confirmed. Good talk. Good talk. <laughs> so, a little psychology from the doctor, a little reprogramming from Rico. So as the next few hours or days of the journey go by, Hank, do you want to be installing audio cutoffs throughout the ship? I think it's less about audio cutoffs, more that, you know, we need, when it speaks, it needs to be about important events. You know, hey, the boiler's blowing up or, you know, stuff like that. I'm kind of like, Joe, if we repress it, things are going to get worse. I just want an emergency off button. It can say what it wants. I just want an emergency off for the whole system, not just the talking. Okay. I will install, I guess, a quote-unquote autopilot system, like an emergency shutoff 
for when Captain needs to take control. Like an emergency shut off sounds, yeah, sounds like what we're going yeah. for yeah. here. We press the button, it stops working. So it sounds like you're putting a big red button. Yeah, oh yeah. That shuts off Shipcom. Do you want to put that on the bridge? Yes. Where the captain is? Yes. Okay. I would like that, please. Can I suggest that we make that shut off button not a turn off ship? Calm, just make it not able to... Yeah, turn off his ability to control, yeah. Yeah, just don't let it control anything, but that way if we need to still ask it questions or get information from it, we don't have to reboot the whole system back up. Here's what I would like. Now listen to this, because I know nothing about computers. I would like a firewall to the bridge control. That's what I want from Shipcom. I want to be able to, at some point, take control of the ship away from Shipcom. Everything else is fine. It can stay on. And I argue we would need... Okay, so what I need to do is create an emergency stop for his control systems. Yes. You know, that way we don't have to shut off his monitoring. We don't have to shut off his intelligence or the core processes that he's going to have to run the whole time. Just his ability to... Kill us all. Make judgment calls, yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) If anyone's going to run this ship into a mountaintop, it's going to be me. Okay? (laughs) It's not going to be ship calm. Yeah, we did just establish that he's slightly depressed, so we don't want that to get out of hand. (laughs) Keep an eye on that. (laughs) So it sounds like I need to do some mechanicking. Yes, indeed. Six, nine, ten. Success by two. So about a few hours later, say five hours later, Rory is programming away. I imagine Hank on his back underneath the control panel on the bridge. And Rory is probably annoyed because this is not her ideal fantasy of owning a ship and flying through space. Yeah, I'm drumming on the dashboard annoyingly. (laughs) (laughs) As as Hank is under there banging away on things to install this firewall, Shipcom starts talking to you, Hank. He says, Shipcom has analyzed engine efficiency. It can be improved by 300% by making the following modifications. And on the screen just starts hundreds and hundreds of lines of uh, a to-do list for you, physical things that it wants you to do to improve engine efficiency. And now see, if this was d and I would ask for an insight check to see if this is his way of getting me away from installing the system. Oh, well. <laughs> you-, you could do perception still, can't you? I mean, you could do IQ, I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to investigate his intentions with this printout. Oh, no. It's failure by two. No, I'm sorry. Failure by three. Seems legit to you. Sounds good to you. <laughs> Seems very upfront and honest about his intentions. He just wants to make the ship better. Okay, Captain, do you want me to finish this or do you want me to work on the efficiency stuff? Did it actually print out a sheet from my under the dashboard printer? It can if you'd like it to. Yeah, let's do that. And then I'll look at that. Okay. And then, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Hey, you're doing a great job. Shipcom, please print that wonderful list of efficiency upgrades you suggested. Shipcom is adding one more addition to the list. Perhaps you should upgrade from a dot matrix printer. (laughs) (laughs) So a few minutes later, Rory, you have in your hand a list of about 300 different things that Shipcom would like done to the ship. Some of them are just incredibly time-consuming tasks for Hank. Some of them involve purchasing new or replacement parts. It would be an enormous investment in Hank's time and your money to make all of these come true. 
Well, then I tear off the perforated dot matrix printer edges of the paper <laughs> and I fold it and put it on the little table there. And we'll go over that and see if there's any of those that we can accommodate easily and effectively without buying a different ship. <laughs> Shipcom will continue to search the ship for potential improvements. Great. Thank you, Shipcom. There's one line that just says duct tape, question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point. (laughs) (laughs) After another few hours, Hank, you have succeeded. You know, as much time as this has been, it's probably bedtime at some point. Oh, boy. So how do you guys manage crew rotations at night? Does everybody just go to bed and wake up at the same time? Do you have somebody in the bridge, you know, 24-7? How do you manage that? I would have assumed that we would set up a D&D style watch simply because somebody should be in the cockpit at all times listening for alerts. They don't have to know how to drive the ship, but they could certainly be there looking out the window. So I would assume that we would have set up something similar to that so that someone is awake at all times. Kelly is the captain. So I would like Kelly to roll a four-sided die. Here's what we're going to do. So the way your video is on my screen Number one in the upper left position is Raven. Number two in the upper right position is Joe. Three is Kells and four is Bama. So roll a four-sided die, and this is going to determine who is awake when a thing happens. All right. So let me adjust my roll bot for 1d4. I rolled a four. Yay. Okay. So in the middle of the night for the spaceship anyway, while people are asleep. Hank is in the cockpit, probably fiddling with engineering things and stuff, even though you've completed the emergency bypass at this point. Yeah, I figure I'm sitting there prioritizing the mechanical stuff on that list. There you go. There you go. Looking at your giant to-do list that the computer gave you. (laughs) When Shipcom says, good news, I have improved long-range sensor output by 0.3%. Fantastic, Shipcom. Wait, is there a reason that's relevant right now? Yes. The newly extended long-range sensors have detected a vessel approaching on an intercept course. Oh, yeah. I'm going to sound the red alarm. (laughs) Okay. So everybody is awoken by the red lights and klaxons of the red alert. Next time on Cautious Optimism. Captain, uh, contact with foreign vessel imminent. Please hurry up here. I am here to arrest a uh, fugitive that uh, has been reported to be aboard your vessel. The second I can get a clean line of sight, I would like to shoot his jetpack to get his attention because we can't hear each other because it's space. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at darrencurtismusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at comicbox.libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at msedwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content. 
at geek2geekmedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. 